Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We have a good and huge show in store for you tonight. There's a lot that we have to get to. A lot that we have to get to. Paul Maneri's on the hot seat. Is he? Is he not? Joe Brady thinks LSU's football is back. I will tell you what happened there in LSU spring football. There is a wide receiver that went off uh, in Saturday scrimmage. Uh, I'm sure you, some of you have heard Jarrell Cherry might be out for a little while, but we'll break all of that down. What happened in LSU's football scrimmage, spring football scrimmage? What did the quarterbacks look like? And an offensive lineman is really making waves for LSU. We'll touch on that. John on Facebook Live sent us some stars. John, we greatly appreciate that, my friend. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys sending us stars. If you're going to send us stars on Facebook Live, we greatly appreciate it. That helps us out, uh, promote the show, get the show bigger. <clears throat> As we are renovating the Rafino AYS studio. And it's going to be it's going to be great. Everybody hit the like and share. I got to share this in the comments. I got to get better with that. I always forget. <laughs> either way, either way. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes, Oregon State in Houston is underway. Bama lost to UCLA. It's uh it's been a it's been a good weekend. Been a crazy and fun weekend, but we're going to touch on all of it. Also, the agenda that is continuously being pushed out on Ed Orgeron is going to have to start coming to a halt because tonight we, I might go absolutely Rudy Poo on some people. Like, I thought I went Rudy Poo on people Saturday morning for our show, and all the feedback that I got for going eight manure all over some media members for saying Ed Orgeron needed to be fired. We're definitely going to touch on that. Who? Says Blake Doucette. Who, Mike Jones? <clears throat> I appreciate it all. Darren just sent some stars. Charlie Vietor just sent some stars. I greatly appreciate you guys doing that. That really, from the bottom of my heart, really means a lot as we continue to build AYS. All right, let's get to it. Before we get started on everything, guys, we got to pay some bills around here. We want to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast for everything that they do for us, our good sponsors at Believe, with eBay and uh, Sunday Scaries, who is a new member of of the AYS family for some CBD oil. If you want to chill, relax, and all cool and shoot some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys are up to no good and they want to make some trouble in your neighborhood, take one Sunday Scary and tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. So go to sundayscaries.com. And also, as always, our good friends over at GM, Varno and Sons. GM, Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Go see them today at 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denham Springs, Louisiana, or call them at 
664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And for the number one real estate team in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Meet with one of their great real estate agents today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay. I see a lot of people are asking about this. David on Facebook Live says, going after Coach O is just witch hunt, in my opinion. Um, Darren says, that was a Rudy Pooh baseball performance this past weekend. So, that I think, you know what, that's the order that we're going to start it in. We're going to start it in, number one, is this, conti- and I mentioned this a lot Saturday, but it's not ending. And no one is really brave, I don't want to say brave enough, I shouldn't say that word, but Maybe nobody has, as they would say on the, the the great movie, Major League Two, has the the marbles. No one has the marbles to actually read the report and see what Coach Orgeron did and did not do. Guys, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, nobody read that report. These media members running out here blasting at Orgeron did not read that report. Paul Feinbaum coming out today who said, oh, this is really bad for Ed Orgeron. He didn't read the report. When we come on the show, so I'll give you an example because you guys know I'm an open book. So when I see this live and I have everything in the studio behind the scenes and I see 171 people watching us live uh, 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 on all three platforms that we're currently alive to. And I ask myself, what words will I say that will impact LSU, good, bad, or indifferent? Sometimes, and some people believe and have forgot the bigger narrative that when you say something stupid and you don't come correct and your really agenda is baseless because you didn't investigate, because you didn't read a report, and the only thing you did was listen to a Senate hearing, and number two, you you listened to what the LSU Board of Supervisors said. The LSU Board of Supervisors at the Senate hearing meeting Friday clearly didn't read the Hush Blackwell report. Here's how I know why, or this is how I know why they did not. They didn't even come close, come close to asking, or I don't even want to say questioning, um, the lady in question, the accuser, Miss Scott, on the encounter that he she had with Coach Ed Orgeron. Not one of them. Because Ed Orgeron in the Hush Blackwell investigation, actually, and believe it or not, with Miss Scott in the Hush Blackwell investigation, if you would have read it, said that she never spoke with Ed Orgeron. Now, today you have a media member going out there saying, how bad is this for LSU? How really, really bad is it for Ed Orgeron? I'm just sticking up for the university. No, you're not. You're sticking up for your own agenda because you are wrong about Tom Herman. You've been wrong about a lot of things. When I sit here and listen to you and you don't know what the left guard's name is and you're getting the left guard and the right guard switched up. Oh, well, this person played right guard. No, they didn't. They played left tackle. And we're supposed to believe these individuals when they come out here and talk about a report that they didn't freaking read. It has gotten to the point, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening to us, it has gotten to the point where if I have a notebook and I sit here and I take notes and I prepare for my show, 
And I have to read a report so I can come out here and tell you exactly what's going on other than what others tell me. You know, this is what people don't want to listen to. This is what people don't want to hear. Have any of you read the report? I would safely assume that you haven't. What I would also assume is, is that you've taken the words from other individuals, read them or heard them, and then regurgitated them because you believe them. That's not how investigating's done. Do you want to call yourself a reporter? You're not a freaking reporter. It's baseless. The simple fact that some people are so narcissistic, so narcissistic, that they're upset that they, oh my God, Ed Orgeron won a national title. Look what he did though. He went five and five, God bless. He went five and five during COVID. He said Trump. He said this. He said that. Joe Brady said today that you better get your popcorn ready. But these people that want Ed Orgeron canned are the same people that will try to be on the front lines when LSU starts having success this upcoming season. Just because you don't have the imagination, just because you have a longer show, just because you have to fill gaps because you don't know what to talk about, does not give you the right to spit out baseless facts. People will push their agenda as much as they can. But I will say this. If the day comes, because I want to make this very clear too. If the day comes where we have... We have to release Ed Orgeron. We have to fire Ed Orgeron. So be it. But the things and the facts that we have right now do not constitute that happening. And also, I am not an Ed Orgeron homer. I'm not. But it, it drives me insane. It utterly drives me insane when people just spit out these baseless facts. Let's get to a couple comments. Kenny Russell says they never liked Coach O from Jump Street. He won a national title, and he has LSU in relevance, yet he is disrespected up and down. Kirby Smart hasn't been half the coach that Ed Orgeron is, but uh, but yet yet he's played like an idiot. And Ed Orgeron is 2-0 against Kirby Smart. Craig Duga says, can't wait for Ed to be canned. Going to be good stuff. Well, Craig, can him for what? Can him for what? What you gonna? You know what? I would respect. Here's what I would respect. I would respect this comment or this take if it's on the field. If you want Ed Orgeron fired for on the field, okay. <laughs> he went five and five. But when you're saying to fire a man for he said, she said, guys, think about this. If let's just say hypothetically you get in an argument with an individual and they make a statement to police or a Senate hearing or whatever, and it's not actually true. I'm not saying this happened there. This is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm not saying that Ed Orgeron's lying. I'm not saying that Ed Orgeron's telling the truth and that she's lying. I'm not doing any of that. But it's too early in an investigation to find out what exactly happened. This whole innocent until proven guilty... Because uh, Darius Geis went out there and said something, you don't get these people aren't getting on Scott Wilber for not firing Virgil Sperry and Miriam Seeger. When where where has the where has the outcry been? 
on Scott Woodward. I think Scott Woodward does a great job. But if you're I what I what I'm trying to piece up like a like a chess piece, like a domino piece. How is Verge Osbury and Miriam Seeger not being fired? Coach Ed Orgeron's fault. How is it that you want Ed Orgeron to investigate mishappenings in his program, but you don't want coaches to investigate? Don't contradict yourself. Canned for what? Uh, Peggy Toops says. Peggy Toops Red says, "Dang, fine bomb, crazy feel for the SD lady, but she has changed her story." Very suspicious. Yes, she's she has changed her story twice from from the report and from what we heard on Friday. She said in in the opening statements that she did not talk, talk with Coach Ed Orgeron, and in her statement Friday, she says she did. Blaine Smith says I've heard zero about Cardell Thomas. He must be uh, in the doghouse, way at the bottom of the depth chart. Well, let's get to a couple of this spring stuff. Um. The spring football and what I heard from the scrimmage. And we'll continue to get to these comments. Um, Talking about the offensive line, I heard Anthony Bradford. And we mentioned this a little bit Saturday. There are a couple people that I talked to Saturday right after the scrimmage happened. And I kind of gave a little hint out on Twitter about Anthony Bradford making waves on the offensive line. You might remember Anthony Bradford, the four-star offensive guard from Michigan. He's been in there for this will be his third year, and he'll technically be a third year freshman, which is nuts because he redshirted his freshman year, COVID, he gets that year back, and then now he's going to be on the team again. So he's a third year freshman along with Cardell Thomas. But Anthony Bradford is pushing for playing time. If Anthony Bradford puts it all together, we're gonna we can see that this offensive line be drastically better. I was told that he has not lost a big cat drill. I was told in the running game, they like to run the ball behind him because specifically how he dominates and how physical he is up front. I was told that this team likes to do the zone blocking scheme. So what that means is, for people who haven't played or don't know what zone blocking schemes is, instead of having a physical man like, hey, I got this guy, you got that guy, they're protecting an area, which I think, in my personal opinion, as a former O-lineman, that's what I like the most is having that because of the simple fact you don't have to chase a man down and you don't have to worry about it. So I like that a little bit more. Uh, on, the, on the wide let's go, let's go to the wide receiver position. Our, what I was told is that Trey Palmer out of Kentwood had about, I think it was 10 to 12, I can't remember the exact number, uh, maybe 11 um, catches in the spring practice or in the spring scrimmage. Coy Moore looked good. Oh, by the way, Jeray Jenkins and Kayshawn Booty look good, too. Um, I was told that every drill and the routes and the concepts, and we saw a little bit of it. If you have not seen this, DJ Mangus, uh, the LSU passing game coordinator, was mic'd up, and you could see kind of some of the rub routes and the RPO concepts that they're running in between these drills. Guess what, guys? Go back and watch Joe Brady. It was the same exact thing. Literally the same exact thing they did in 2019 when we had Joe Brady mic'd up and Joe Brady practices and we saw what the receivers were doing. It's the same exact concepts and routes that they're running. The same RPO game. Quick pop. Uh, quick pop. We're going to do rub routes. Guys, I'm going to be a little honest. I'm getting so super excited about it. I can't control myself. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know Ed Orgeron's going to kick everybody's ass, even you, Matt Moscona. See, people don't like when I say shit like that. They don't like, they don't like that. It's all right. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, I'm getting picked. See, when you hear the ding, I don't know if you guys hear the ding, but that's normally what happens when I'm on the show. People are are firing off. Blake, did you see this? <laughs> Joseph says, go off on him, Blake. We are going to go off on him. John Adams says to Craig, do guys canned. You can't wait. <laughs> Stefan says, love the Rafinos. <laughs> I mean, I don't like coming out here and yelling. I'm sure my wife doesn't like it. But no one, again, has the marbles, in my opinion, to stick up for Ed Orgeron. Please, somebody in the comments, tell me who stick up, who has stuck up for Ed Orgeron over the last week more than this man. And again, I am not an Ed Orgeron homer by any stretch of the imagination. If you watch an LSU postgame show last year, you know that that's the case. But again, at some point, we have to start being more realistic about what goes on on the field and off the field and actually read. God gave us two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. And I'm a big, I got a big one, meaning my mouth. And I got some big ears too. That's why these headphones are big. Two eyes, two ears, one mouth. LSU fans, be careful what you're listening to. You understand what I'm saying? Be very, very, very careful what you listen to. Oh, Eric says two games. He he twenty plus dub on curb as well. True. Brandon says Blake, it's fake news. What's fake news? Uh, Darren says I look forward to seeing him play too. But the fact is, he is pushing around a bunch of small private school kids and made him look way better than he was. Suck it's what ha- sucks at what's happened. Who are you talking about, Darren? Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think that LSU will move on from Paul Maneri after the season? That's a good question. Um, we'll get to that in just a minute. Brandon, I'll get to that in just a minute. Let's fire off some of these more uh, some more of these football questions first. Um, David says, your comments about Joe Brady and LSU O being back are based on what you have seen or heard. Both. Both. I mean, you can go look and watch the routes that you that they put up on Twitter on the mic'd up with DJ Mangus. It's the same concepts, guys. It's the same rub routes. You know, there was one, I think it was to Kayshawn Bouti when Max Johnson threw to K, uh, a quick slant either, I think it was to Kayshawn Bouti, where uh, Trey Palmer was in the inside. He wants a quick, uh, quick out route to kind of like do a little rub or runs out in the flat to do a little rub route on the corner, and then Bouti runs a slant on the outside. That's exactly what happened all season long. Remember when Clyde Edwards-Alaire did that in the opening play for LSU against Alabama, the road route on Sartan when Chase came down with the ball? Speaking of Jamar Chase, did y'all see that Joe Burrow said has told the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, oh, the, although Joe Burrow was at the UFC fights, shout out Francis Ngannou. What a beast. Um, but he wanted Jamar Chase. But that's the concepts that LSU is going to be putting. I like that Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. I know a lot of people are talking about all line. I know that. I know that. They need to get they need to protect the man. I get it. You gotta protect Louisiana Jesus. I'm right there with you. But I ain't gonna lie. I'd love to see some Jamar Chase and uh Joe Burrow. That would be sick nasty. God, I'd buy a bingo. I, I might just go ahead and buy a Bengals Joe Burrow jersey. Kenny says, remember the last time Joe Brady said get the popcorn ready was in summer of 2019? I remember that. If you, let me, let's take some layers back on this one because Kenny brings up a good point. Do you really think 
that the best friend of Joe Brady, DJ Mangus, and Joe Brady have not talked about what's going on in this spring. Do you think that Joe Brady and DJ Mangus, along with Jake Pete, so Jake Pete says he talks to Joe Brady three or four times a week, by the way, I might add. Uh, maybe I'd let that one slip. Um, disregard the last message. Delete. <laughs> um, but are you thinking that those two guys aren't intertwining and talking? The, the simple fact that Joe Brady quote tweeted LSU and says, get your popcorn ready. All right. A lot of people are going to sleep on LSU. It's fine. Let them sleep. Let them sleep. Let them stay sleep. I don't want people talking about LSU. Think LSU is going to be Rudy Pooh. Please, God. Because when they go up to the Rose Bowl and they lay it to smack it down on Chip Kelly's candy ass and they put everybody on notice, remember today, 329-2021, that Blake Rafino told you so. Uh, Craig says he's if he's covering up shit, then talking about Ed Orgeron, if he's covering up stuff, then he needs to be fired. There's no argument to change my mind. Clean sweep across the board if there's anything off nature going on. Here's your well, Craig, let's break this down from what you just said. If it's going on, okay? If it's going on. To go out there right now and to say fire Ed Orgeron, can Ed Orgeron? If, where is the word it? Literally the first word in your statement is if. In, in investigations, you can't play the what if game. I don't mean that in the wrong way to you, Craig, but you can't play that what if game. So if you have one person over here saying one thing and one person over here saying the other thing, what are you going to do? You have on this hand uh, a report and an investigation that happened and you have contradicting stories from one of the parties. Um, let's see. Kenny says, bro, LSU has been a football school. What are you talking about? Who? Oh, Craig says LSU is a basketball school anyway, boot up. LSU's not a basketball school, Craig. <laughs> I'm sorry to let y'all know that. And I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. It's football, baseball, basketball. If you think that basketball trumps LSU baseball right now, you're crazy. Even though they're getting kicked in the face by Tennessee in a clean sweep, even though they're out hitting Tennessee, even though they're pitching, supposed to have great pitching with their starting three in the rotation, they're still getting their teeth kicked in, which we'll talk about in a minute. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> Gino says Louisiana Jesus. Joe Burrow is Louisiana Jesus. Look. I mean, come on. I can't be the only human being on planet Earth that thinks Joe Burrow walks on water outside of Jesus Christ, the Savior, who died for us this upcoming Friday as we remember and, hung, and you know. But in basis of football terms, he's Louisiana Jesus. Let me tell you something. Joe Burrow walks in a bar. Joe Burrow don't pay for shit. Joe Burrow better have a statue out in front of LSU. Joe Burrow better have that jersey retired. He will I, on both on both counts. Joe Burrow, quite honestly, and people are going to call me crazy, maybe outside of some that are debatable, Joe Burrow is the most decorated uh, LSU athletic player across the board. Any sport, there's none bigger than Joe Burrow. 
Let, let, let's, get that under, let's get that understood. Do you realize what happened in 2019? He literally spanked everybody's ass. Bad baby, bad baby. All across the field. You couldn't stop that man. Uh, Side Tate says that offense would have Higgins, Boyd, and Chase, and they would have Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. They do have three tackles and a guard that they have drafted. They got Riley Reef. Okay, they got they've gotten Joe Burrow some uh, some protection. They need to get him some more, but we'll see. Uh, Jason Morgan says Paul needs to uh, go. Need a young coach. Fire uh, Paul. Bring in Blake Dean. We're gonna get to that. I promise you. In about Five to six minutes, we're going to shift, and we're going to talk some LSU baseball. Uh, Taylor says on YouTube, which everyone should go over to subscribe to, uh, Cincinnati is where careers go to die. It's best for Jamar's future to end up somewhere else. You know, what's funny about this comment is, and Taylor, somewhat I agree with you there. Um, What's funny there is they said the same thing about quarterbacks going to LSU. Right? I mean, you guys remember. Oh, somebody just sent us some stars on Facebook. Who did that? Hey, guys, I appreciate when y'all send us some stars and help us build the show down there at the bottom. Thank y'all very much. I greatly appreciate that. Um, Who is that, though? Um, However, everybody said that quarterbacks going to LSU is where people or quarterbacks went to die. Joe Burrow said, y'all got to go read Flip the Script. Am I the only human being on planet Earth that read flipped the script and the recruiting of Joe Burrow? Joe, uh, LSU doesn't really ha- be, hasn't been known for good quarterbacks. I really don't give a shit, said Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow warned y'all in 2019 to get your popcorn ready, too. Mr. Starkey says, uh, David, you're assuming Ben McDonald would want the job. I, I'm guessing David somewhere up here said something about... Um, Ben McDonald wanted, yeah, here it is. Uh, need to give baseball head coach to Ben McDonald now. Well, Ben McDonald's never coached in the college football, I mean, college baseball. Guys, recruiting's extremely tough in college baseball. Not only, not only do I not know if Ben McDonald would take that job, I don't know if Ben McDonald's qualified for that job. With all due respect for Ben, all due respect to Ben McDonald. Guys, he's never coached. He's never coached in the SEC. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean this in a wrong way, and I think that he would do a good job. Guys, he's never coached. You don't know what he would do. All right, everybody join us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share it to some Facebook groups. Share it to your mama and them. Let everybody know that we are on. Um, Let's see. <laughs> Craig Dugas says, Tom Herman, I kid, I kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I said this Saturday. I'm going to say it again. You know what the funniest thing about all of this thing with Ed Orgeron is? Is that people have turned on Ed Orgeron, and I get why to some of it, but why do we still bring up, like, when we talk about Ed Orgeron, why do we bring up the Troy loss? Because when I look at Nick Saban's first year at at Alabama, and I know it's, it's completely different, but they lost to ULM. Like, the man lost to Troy. I get it. The man went five and five. I get it. That's why I said early in the show, if you want to talk about on the field, I would listen to that. I would honestly listen to it. But to say, you know, to continue to beat the head, you know, beat it, 
this stupid narrative and agenda over the head about Tom Herman. Joe Oliva wasn't good because he didn't get Tom Herman. Thank you. You know how bad of a coach Tom Herman is? Let's talk about this. We're talking about Joe Burrow. He knew Joe Burrow. He recruited Joe Burrow to Ohio State. He had the ability to bring Joe Burrow to Texas. He didn't. He's not that great of a head coach. Oh, so he won in Houston. Everybody wins at Houston. Speaking of Houston, they're up 36-21 to 21 against Oregon State. Damn it. Oregon, sweet. Oregon State's been my sleeper team this whole time. Uh, Blaine Smith says, too many walks by LSU pitchers. We're going to get to it. I promise you we're going to get to some LSU baseball. Give us about another minute. Uh, Joe says, uh, I'm putting uh, gymnastics over basketball. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. You actually have to generate some money. But from an LSU fan perspective, it is football, baseball, basketball. Okay. Let's see. Everybody wants to talk a little baseball. Let's do that. But before we get to talking to some about some pulmonary, let's get to a couple of these. And our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention the show, I know he'll send his team out for a free appraisal. Get in touch with John Patton today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And if you tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. Again, that's 225-663-2500. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And for our real estate team, our real estate team, our law firm over at AYS is the Drake Law Firm. Personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Or go see them at 154 West Pond Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. That's 154 West Pond Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, let's talk a little bit of pulmonary. Let's start off with this. I have about a 30-second clip of pulmonary today in his press conference. Again, he was giving excuses. He was talking about a lot of excuses. But I'm going to let you listen to head baseball coach, LSU baseball coach, pulmonary. Just came up short. We played three games and got outscored by four runs. And we got... We out hit the other team and you know and, and here we are at the end of the day getting getting beat all three games and uh can't tell you how how frustrated everybody is and how disappointed everybody is and looks gloomy and i, I know we're staring at the number one team in the country coming in with you know guy that's pitched two consecutive no hitters and everybody and that's head coach, uh, LSU head baseball coach Paul Maneri saying that he knows what's going on. He knows that they have Vandy coming in this weekend. He knows that they have Carmel uh, Rocker and they have uh, Jack Leiter coming in. He knows that he's going up against the number one team in the country. He knows that he got swept by Tennessee this past weekend. He knows that Mississippi State beat us in the opening SEC series. I'm tired about what you know, man. And I know that a lot of LSU people are getting a little tired of it too, right? Like, I get the simple fact that LSU fans are getting upset with Paul Maneri. 
the the crazy thing with Paul, the absolute crazy thing is he's right on a couple of things. What is he right about? They did out hit uh, Tennessee this past weekend. Hell, they almost out hit Mississippi State. But when they're hitting, they're not pitching. And when they're pitching, they're not hitting. This team is so inconsistent. And I quite honestly do not want to hear or want to talk about, oh, well, they have a lot of freshmen. So does everybody else. So does everybody else. Jack Leiter and Comer Rocker were freshmen when they won that, the national title at Vandy. Freshmen. Rocker went out there with a performance of his life in the College World Series, and they won it. Does that really mean anything? You have Dylan Cruz. You have Trey Morgan. But as I was talking to about a great buddy to, to a great buddy today, and a guy who's coached baseball for over 35 years, he said this, and I thought it was one of the most interesting things I've ever heard a, a, a coach say. Max Julian just sent us some stars. I preach, uh, appreciate that, uh, Max, for sending us 150 stars on Facebook. Man, y'all going to make me start crying sometimes. Y'all keep doing that. Um, but the – he, the interesting thing that he told me was this, is that when you have four guys in your lineup hitting over 200, either one or two things are had, or under 200, one or two things are happening. Either, number one, you're not a good hitting team, or number two, you're not putting the best lineup out there to succeed. And to, not just only in football, not just only in basketball, but in baseball too, guys, you have to score runs to win games. And I know that sounds cool. Blake, no doubt you got to score runs and win games. But when you're getting constantly outscored, when you're out hitting teams and you can't manufacture runs, hey, I don't care what you play a little small ball. If you got to run on first, no outs, bunt him over to second. You got to get something generated. And I know that this team leads the nation in home runs, but I really don't care about that. Like that's great for the stat sheet. That's great in recruiting. Hey, we led the we led the country in, in home runs last season. But I will say this, and why I know that a lot of fans want Maneri gone, and they want to see him gone. But I remember a time, and was it wasn't it two thousand and nine, and uh, that LSU was six eleven and one in two thousand and nine. At one point, if I'm not mistaken, six eleven and one. And in that time, they turned it up. They were facing the number one team in the country coming in in the SEC. They swept the series, and they kept it going. This weekend will be the halfway point of LSU baseball. After South Alabama and uh, this past weekend, they'll hit the uh, halfway mark to 56. The problem is is that they you talk about must-wins. They're at the must-win territory. And the question will become – if this team does not turn it on, does Paul Maneri need to be fired? Personally, I do think not if it's realistic or not, I do think that Paul's seat is getting a little hot from a fan's perspective. From a fan's perspective, when you lose a national title in 2017, you don't get advanced in 2018, 2019, uh, 2019 or 18 or 19, you don't have a season in 2020, people are, are, are starting to have some unrest. So let, we'll see. Chase Orgeron says, I'm over, Paul. Time to move on to a new coach. Here's a question that we always have to talk about first. If we're going to move on to Paul, who? Who do you want? But, I mean, that's just the simple fact of what LSU fans are thinking. They want to move on from Paul Maneri. And fans run the narrative. Some media members can, and and they can push an agenda. And we've talked about that at length uh, today. 
but fans want him gone. Uh, Joe says, if Paul does not have a winning SEC record this year, we need to move on. It just sounds like he has no answer to the way forward, just super defeated words in that press conference. Well, Joe, you bring up a great point, and not only defeated words, but he was defeated in the in the dugout. I mean, I know that all you guys remember this. He's sitting in the dugout with his hat off, and he's doing this. He's rubbing his eyes. He's sitting in the dugout with his legs crossed. That is, I mean, if I had a coach that was doing that, I would read that all – all kinds of ways. Hey man, we you know, he's pissed off, or hey man, he's he's disappointed, or hey man, this that rubs off on your team. But I, you I, and look, I talked about K. Beloso last week, and I know that he had a home run on Sunday, and, and you know, I even felt, and, and I know that uh, Ronnie Rand said this today on his Sports World Daily, and I and we, me and him went back and forth on his show just talking and. I felt the same as him. As soon as that game was over Saturday and then LSU having to go to Sunday, I knew LSU was getting beat. On one of the games, I knew LSU was getting beat. But bullpen has been a problem. Everybody talks about how great Devin Fontenot has been. Look, you give up the home run, you blow another save. What is that, four blown saves for Devin Fontenot? Three blown saves for Devin Fontenot? He gives up a long home run. I think – now, this is just my opinion. Now, we'll have Zach Pearson on Wednesday to talk about this. But, guys, I don't know if you don't move Jaden Hill out of the rotation. I hate to say that, but I don't know if you don't do that. Because he has shown that he can give you three, four uh, really good innings. But when he starts getting up in the count with pitches, and a guy that's highly inexperienced and doesn't have over 40 innings pitched in the SEC or college baseball in general, he's going to have to learn a little bit. Put that guy at the end of the bullpen. And this, is, this isn't this is just with Jaden Hill, right? Paul Maneri did this with Zach Hess. Zach Hess is not a starting pitcher at all. Not at all. And it feels like they're doing the same with Jaden Hill. You want him to come in long relief? Let him do it. You want to get let A.J. Labus or you want Helmers or whoever to come out there and give you five strong innings? I guarantee you Jaden Hill can give you three and really shut the door. But other than that, he's shown that he does not have the stamina to do so. So we'll see. Kenny says, Paul Maneri was a good coach when he took over in 2006, but he appears to have gotten a little bit stale. Maybe. What crazy, what's crazy is, is they got the talent, man. They just don't put enough hits together. When they get guys on, they don't move them over. They don't get enough consistent hits in a row. Home runs are great. But when you can't hit anything else outside of home runs, it doesn't re- give to really uh, Rudy Poos. I mean, I, n- I know the Tennessee's announcers called him Dugas. But Duga is, quite honestly, being one of your hottest hitters, I don't care that he strikes out as much as he does. He's really coming up clutch when you need him to. First inning, opening game. See ya! Man, it just it does feel a little stale. Chase says, too much talent to be underachieving. I agree with you there. Peggy Red says, the hits are not timely and are terrible at manufacturing a run. If you get a single, bun it. But this whole narrative, too, that Alex Malazzo needs to be in the lineup because of catching reasons when he's not even hitting over 160. Guys, you have two guys that aren't hitting over two. Three guys that aren't hitting over 200. Three. Well, they're really good defensively. Who gives two shits? You're getting beat. 
I don't care about having Alex Malazzo behind the plate. I know Zach Pearson, who comes on this show every single week. We've kind of talked about that. If you're hitting 170, if you're hitting below 150, I don't care. You're not manufacturing shit. You can be as great as you are behind the plate. And they want to say, oh, well, you know, and this is just my take, but Trevin oh, well, Travinsky missed a ball. You, they tied the game. I forgot when Travinsky gave up three straight hits to Tennessee. Y'all got to stop, man, because guys, guys hitting below 200 is not going to win you a Rudy Poo thing. Didn't happen in 17. Nobody was hitting over two, under 200 in, in, in 2017. What happened? Craig Schilling says, Coach Palmineri is not helping himself on doomsday body language and the voice inf- uh, inflection. I thought someone should have checked on him after the audio clip. I agree. I agree. It's not a, um, it's not a good look. <laughs> Kenny says, go Lions. Um, Chase says, stop with the Blake Dean talk. I like the guy, but he hasn't won crap at UNO. Not qualified for LSU. Okay. Uh, Jason says, Kevin O'Sullivan, Blake Dean, Canizero. I, look, as much as I wouldn't mind Andy Canizero, Andy Canizero is not going to be your next head coach. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, guys. I'm just Look, I'm just telling you, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I like this one. I like Cameron says Mike Bianco. I mean, an LSU guy, an LSU grad. I like it. Um, has done horrendous in the postseason. Historically has done horrendous. Um, I'm going to be honest. If you're going to move on, I don't know if I should say this, but because I want to say that LSU needs to go all out if they're going for a, a head coach. And I get the fact it's LSU baseball, but God, I, I don't know if I, I'll just say it. Back up the Brinks truck for Tim Corbin. He's coming here this weekend. Back up the Brinks truck. I mean, this is LSU. And I don't know if Vandy would get in a pissing match, especially since Vandy's spending $300 million, uh, allegedly spending $300 million in football operations, if they would get a, in a pissing match for Tim Corbin. Because they, that's not baseball's not where your bread's buttered. If an air's gone, mm, I'm going to push hard for Tim Corbin. Because he's constantly winning. And, and the last time he won a national championship, there was two freshman pitchers, Kumar Rocker and, and Jack Leiter. Have you heard with them? Well, you're going to find out who they are this weekend. <laughs> Leiter hasn't given up a hit in SEC play as a starter. 16 innings, no hits. 16 innings, no runs. 16 innings, two walks. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, Ryan says, great idea. Put him in relief. I guess talking about Jaden Hill. Jaden's not going to give you more than five solid innings, man. He's not. And, and look, this is where I get on Paul a little bit. He did it with Zach Hess. The Zach Hess experiments, experiment didn't work. Zach Hess could give you a solid three to four innings at max. But he's not going to give you six or seven or eight. He's not Alex Lang. He's not Aaron. He's not Nola. He He's just not. Jaden Hill is one of the best pitchers that we've seen athletically. He's not one of the best starting pitchers, not even close. 
Guys, Jane Hill doesn't have 40 innings of, of pitching in college. He's considered a top five pick. The good thing about all of this, outside of maybe a Jane Hill, Landon Marceau, and maybe a Duga, uh, everybody should, is going to probably be able to come back. You get a lot of experience and a lot of players to come back uh, as well. Bundy says, I'm good. I'm with, I'm with you on Corbin. Back up the Brinks truck. I mean, again, that's what I would do. I don't know if LSU baseball would do this. I have some hunches as to what I think they might do, but that's just hunches. All right, a couple more. We'll get out of here. Uh, Blake Doucette says, hashtag ask Blake, does Paul turn it around? If, or I, I don't know, does Paul turn it around? Is his job safe? So if he turns it around, is his job safe? Yeah, I mean, if he gets to Omaha and he wins a couple games, yeah, his job's safe. I mean, you're not going to fire a guy who gets you to Omaha. You're just not going to do it. At least I don't think. You know what the most pulmonary thing is? Let me tell you what the most pulmonary thing is. Okay? And it's going to probably happen. How? I have no idea. The most pulmonary thing on the planet is them facing adversity and then they win the Vandy series. Watch that shit happen. Watch them get blown out Friday and everybody's like, fire him now, fire him now. They win Saturday, Sunday. Watch it. It, it is the most pulmonary thing that would happen. Just doing enough to save his job. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. But that feels like what always happens. Uh, Darren says, hashtag ask Blake, if we give Paul the boot, do you tell Alan Dunn to kick rocks too? Absolutely. Absolutely. He, Paul, and whoever, it, it, let's just say hypothetically, a Tim Corbin comes in, Alan Dunn's not staying. <laughs> just read a text message. To the person who just sent me the text message saying that is going to want to come and fight me and the other person we talked about earlier in the show, bring that ass. Come on. Two short Italian dudes who don't want to go up against a former collegiate athletic guy who played football at 293 pounds, who's been lifting a little bit. I'm feeling damn good about myself. Tell those dudes to come to my house, see what happens. All I'm going to say. Hunter Dago says, not this team. You know what's funny, though, Hunter? It's 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 the craziest thing. They always do this. They always do it. All right, two more. We'll get it on. All right, we'll get out of here. (laughs) I, y'all don't want that to happen. Jamie says, Dunn should be gone already. I kind of agree with that statement. Uh, John said, John Adams says, uh, his son is going to Louisiana Tech. Who's that? Oh, Ty Walker. Yeah, his son is going to Louisiana Tech. Sure is. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, y'all, you guys have a good night. We will see you tomorrow evening. Uh, Jake Crane from the J Boy Show is going to be our guest. We're going to talk some Final Four stuff and some Elite Eight stuff. So we'll talk to you guys soon. And he's going to be a great interview and a great guest. But until then, guys, we will see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.